702. Call Rafilwe on 011-883-0702. Time now to catch up with uh, Nikki Bush, our human potential and parenting expert. She's a speaker. She is an author. And uh, she joins us every Saturday, giving us some tips, some uh, techniques and strategies uh, on how to raise uh, <laughs> children who are well adapted, who are healthy um, and, and who are emotionally well-rounded as well. And to that end, uh, what do we make or how do we contextualize the images and videos of uh, unrest that flashed up on our screen this week? Uh, and what do we tell children? Obviously, they know they know that something's afoot. They hear the news, they've watched the news, or they've simply heard the conversation in the house. And uh, ultimately, they live alongside us in the real world. So how do we have these uh, necessary conversations with them? Uh, Nikki Bush, good morning. Good morning, Rufi. So I guess this is something many parents uh, grapple with, unless you have no choice at all, because you're in the thick of it, you're living through it. But is it an option to shield children or to uh, make sure that you expose them to the reality of what is happening in their communities or in the country? Right, so this is exactly the question. This is the problem that we face, and the issue is that we cannot say to our children that we're not scared. And neither can we promise them that everything will be all right. And this is such a hard one for parents because at the moment there's so much parental guilt that, um, you know, our children, we feel bad for them, we feel sorry for them, they, they're living through COVID, my poor children, shame, um, you know, we want them to have this idyllic childhood, and they certainly are not getting our picture of what an idyllic childhood actually looks like. Mm. What we have to do, though, is, um, you know, life is full of paradoxes and contradictions. And this is the reality of life. I think when I lost my husband, that was one of the things that I really got was that we live with both. It's not an either or world. It's a both and world. Mm. And we have to distinguish between the facts and the feelings. It's a very valuable exercise to do. So what we need to say to our children, because they've seen the pictures of the rioting and the looting. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I first saw those BBC clips coming through on Monday, it just struck a core in me that was so, so emotional and so strong. Um, so, So it's real, they're seeing it, and it has you worried. So you need to say something like, yes, this is terrible, and I am worried. While I can't promise you that everything's going to be all right very soon, we can and will handle it. And this is a very, very important statement that they need to hear you saying often. So it's really vital that you help your kids unpack what this means. So you can do things like, say, let's look at what's being done to solve the problem right now. Now, I'm talking here, um, obviously, not as somebody who's having to defend my property right now. Of course. And you said right at the beginning of the conversation, if you're in the thick of it, you do what you have to do in that moment. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking a lot here to parents, maybe in Johannesburg, who are not actually defending their back door right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, we need to remember children are very concrete thinkers, especially in that preschool, primary school phase. So it has to be real for them. So we've got to talk to them about, um, in an age-appropriate way, what do we see the government is doing 
to help the situation? Sure. What are the police and the defense force doing? What is our local security company doing? Because your kids are seeing there are extra guards around. Mm. You know? Yeah. What are you personally doing? Now, this is going to touch a chord for people. What are you personally doing to up the security of your home or your property? Mm. And your kids need to see you doing this stuff. And I know that parents are going to say, but isn't this fueling the fear? Mm. And actually, what they need to see is, is this concrete thing of you making sure that your garden beams work. Um, you checking that you have keys for locks. But maybe you're putting in some extra strong locks. They need to see action steps being taken because they know the reality that something's going down. But we have to balance this, of course, with looking at the good news stories of how neighbors are helping out and helping each other, how communities are coming together. And, you know, there's some beautiful good news stories at the moment, like um, the Taxi Association in Harabir's Port Dam um, taking people into the shops mm. and looking after them and bringing them back to their cars. Sure. And, um, you know, the bagpipes in KZN. Did you see that? Mm, mm, I mean, just some really heartwarming things. Mm. And, and then key. there's one more step here. Yeah. And that's going back to school. Mm. Because they may fear going back to school. And I, I do, I do, you know, my heart goes out to schools and teachers. And you mentioned it just before coming to me. Schools now no longer just need a COVID plan. They need to put an unrest plan together because you need to explain to your kids what the school is doing to keep them safe when they go back to school. Nikki, you know, you've touched on uh, an important sort of developmental uh, aspect, which is, you know, you need to instill the sense of, or you already are the, the primary authority in your child's life at any rate, naturally. But you do need to further instill a sense of security, confidence that mom and dad will do the utmost to look after you and keep you safe, despite the fact that there are external things happening that they are not in control of, right? Um, yeah. And that's very, very important. Um, how do you balance uh, the need to be truthful and honest when you're asked a question like, why is this happening? And quite frankly, we, we, we haven't gotten down to the root of the matter, or the nub of the matter at this point, right? We saw the president's address last night um, and, and he's, you know, he, he's made some concessions such as the government did not react as quickly as possible or as they ought to have um, and and one or you know we've some people have been identified as being you know at the the root of these insurrections but when you have to answer a question like why is this happening and who is doing this and you don't have those answers yet truth or what do you do what do you say and, and how do you frame all of this? How do you frame that lack of uh, information or data? Yeah, so I think it's important that we are truthful with our children to say we don't 100% know. And we have to calmly share our feelings. So we've gone from the facts. So we've seen the facts. That was our first conversation. And now we, we shift to the feelings because now we're in the why, why, and I'm feeling scared. Um, and... As a leader, whether you're leading a business or whether you're leading a family, we have to be calm and clear. And parental anxiety and fear is extremely, extremely infectious. And we have to go from the, the questions of why 
and give as much as we can. You know, at the moment, I guess the easiest thing for our children to understand because they see this is the stark inequality in our country. Sure. That there are people who have a lot and there are people who have very, very little. And that as a country, we're working hard to try and even things out. And sometimes people get very frustrated and very angry when things are not equal. Now, that's probably the easiest way to help them to understand. And maybe you give them analogies like in a dice game. You know, we've got two, two dice, two of you are playing. You throw the dice. One of you gets a one, one of you gets a six. Does the person who throws the one want the six? Yes, they do. Mm. So things like that. But then to finish on the feeling side of things, we need to um, help our children to express their feelings. And I'd suggest that you play the sweets and the sours game with your children where you have the opportunity to have a round where everybody has their chance to say what's troubling them, what's worrying them, what's upsetting them, what's making them feel sad or angry. Mm. And the second round is what's making you feel good or happy. And after you've played that game where everybody has had the opportunity to show up to be heard and there are no feelings that are right or wrong, you need to follow up with something like this. You know, guys, we can cry, we can worry, and we can complain, or we can be confident that we can handle this and do what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And we will make a plan, and if we need to change that plan, this is very important, sure. if we need to change that plan and create a new plan, we will and perhaps link that back to COVID and how you were going back to school at a certain time and then you weren't. Sure. And we had to make another plan. We dealt with it. We handled it and we moved on. Mm. So very key to make sure that uh, your kids know that they need to be adaptable because the situation itself is dynamic. A moving target. Mm. It's a moving target. It's like shifting sand. So we cannot promise our children that it will be fixed tomorrow. But we can promise our children that we as a family will do what we need to do and we will handle it in the best way we can. And if we need to change the plan because the situation is changing, we will change the plan. So that flexibility, because we don't have full control, because this is an external disruption, much like COVID-19, with an external disruption. Um, we need to prep our children for that. Yeah. And, and we have to instill that belief yeah. that they can also handle things, that they will. Yeah, and, and, and of course, we are having this conversation uh, and a running theme throughout the show through, you know, this, this morning has been exactly to the point that Everyone is stressed. Um, anxiety levels have increased. There were already so many things vying for your urgent attention already before this week's um, this week's events. And so this is one other thing that perhaps is overshadowing all of those things. But life, the small details of schedules, routine, dinner, breakfast, chores still have to happen. Um, and so I'm sure um, tensions are high, but also 
patience is you know lacking as well <laughs> and when that happens uh sometimes you want to say things like well don't worry yourself with big people's issues <laughs> you know those kinds of phrases that uh, adults or guardians might throw at kids um and and it's yeah it's it's not useful is it no it's not you know a week ago friday a week ago in my weekly email to to my database i wrote about the fact that we're tired of the three c's mm. the cold covid and corruption mm. this friday we've added a fourth c we've mm. got cold covid corruption and civil unrest and and this gives us decision making fatigue sure because there are so many decisions to be made, so much to think about over and above all the stuff we normally think about. And if you think about uh, school from home, you know, our kids have been sent back home to do school from home or are in extended school holidays. That's the hundred decisions you would make about five or six hours of your child's day now rests on you. Mm-hmm. And that takes up decision-making space in your brain. And I was asked a question from an audience yesterday at lunchtime about whether you can suffer from resilience fatigue. Yeah, talk to us about that. My answer to that is I don't think it's resilience fatigue. It's decision-making fatigue. It's Mm. choice-making fatigue. We are just overwhelmed with choices that have to be made or considerations that we didn't used to have to make because we went to work and 101 things were taken care of by the maintenance manager and my boss and whatever. We are now having to self-manage and do things that other people would usually have done for us in an organization or a company. In an ecosystem, right? That's running optimally. Yeah, And we're now in these little bubbles of self-management, self-organization, self-everything, and um, having to be a lot more self-reliant. And our children are feeling that as well. So, you know, I think just be a little gentle on yourself and acknowledge uh, what you're feeling. And we really do have to say to our children, you know, just a reminder to sum up this conversation. And you mentioned routine, by the way. Routine is uber important at this time stick to the routine because it'll take away some of the decision making fatigue and remember that we have to tell our children what's going on in an age appropriate way as calmly as we can don't promise them things will be okay tomorrow be honest yes we are scared yes we are worried but we will handle it and instilling this belief in your children that they can handle things and they will is part of raising a child who believes I am, I can, I will in the face of anything. And we really are entering a hugely disruptive era. I'll say it again. This is the beginning of many, many disruptions to come. Mm. So get used to it. Get on this bicycle. You know, not everybody can leave. Most people will have to stay and will have to cope with what's happening. What is your toy review for today, Nikki? Yes, a bit of lightness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's called The Infinite Loop. And it is a really fun, fascination toy. And by the way, it's the supplier is in Joburg, so you can get deliveries. Um, so it's Infinite Loop by We Play, and it's a plastic figure of eight, almost like a marble run. And um, it's in a league of its own, and it's got two tracks that you have to connect and two handles and you open and you close the loop to reconfigure the figure of eight to keep the ball rolling. 
This is 224 Rand and the supplier is SA Toy Trade, online retailer SA Toy Trade. You can see the review at nickybush.com and watch a video, but it really will challenge your child's problem-solving ability and their fine motor and gross motor coordination and um, spatial planning. So as they open and close the loop to reconnect the tracks, um, there's patience, there's there's, um, you know, there's just so much planning, judgment of speed, space, and distance, so that you can achieve mastery to see this ball um, moving along the figure of eight. So, very, very clever toy that is unusual. I have never, ever seen a toy like this. So, that's SA Toy Trade, 224 Rand, and suitable for children from around four to 12 years of age. All right, lovely stuff. Thanks so much for that review, Nikki, and those tips and techniques that parents can employ. Thank you so much for feel well and stay safe. I will do that. Uh, that, of course, can all be found on NikkiBush.com and the name of the toy is Infinite Loop by WePlay.